Hello and welcome to Being Crisis Prepared, the business continuity podcast from Embroy Crisis Management. Uh, today, I'm delighted to be joined by Mark Pugh Cook to talk about the subject of lessons and what do we mean by that in a, in a business sense and how we can perhaps start to do it better. Everyone will be aware that there's been much discussion uh, in the political field on the back of uh, pandemic preparation and what lessons can we, we identify. But I think from uh, most of our listeners won't get a chance to influence pandemic lessons, but we will get a chance to be, influence our own organisation and how we improve and work towards that. So that's what we're going to talk about, hopefully for 15 to 20 minutes. And uh, it's great to have you on board. But Mark, before we, we start, perhaps you could uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and um, why I've asked you to join us today to talk about lessons. Thank you very much, Matthew. Um, good good day, everybody. I'm uh, an independent consultant um, and a, as an associate with Inveroy Crisis Management. And I work specifically on the management of risk, business continuity management, resilience, and uh, to a lesser degree also on international security sector reform. My experience is based on over 30 years operational service in the British Army. And what I really do look at was, is specialising in analytical evaluation of situations to deliver incisive decision making, an effective study of the lessons identified process, which we'll cover in a minute, to enhance capability and management processes, as well as the organisation delivery of concise training programmes to grow expertise. So very much the lessons piece following into the into the training piece. Okay. Uh, uh, hopefully, everyone, as as we go through the the call, will start to go. Wow, Mark really does know his stuff, and I know that. And uh, hopefully, in twenty minutes' time, everyone else will go. Wow, I've taken away two or three really useful pointers that uh, I can take to my organisation. So perhaps if I can start with what I think sounds like a really easy question, but I'm, I have a feeling is probably a more difficult answer. But what do we mean when we talk about lessons? And is there a difference between lessons identified and lessons learned? What, what, what would you think? Absolutely. The lessons process con considers both identified and uh, learned. And I'll talk through that. But broadly, what the process does is it's a system of describing people, things and activities related to the act of learning from experience to achieve improvements. Within an organisation, it's through a formal approach to learning and so the individuals in the organisation can reduce the risk of repeating mistakes and increase the chance that successes are repeated. And what I really want to stress here is everyone thinks negatively about lessons, but actually it's a positive thing. If something really good has happened, how can that become part of your continuous improvement to become best practice within the organisation? And so what lessons is, it is a continuous loop of a cycle looking at continuous improvements, starting with identifying something, going through a process of understanding what that is, and then from getting to a concept of learning, whereby everyone takes the information away, you can then put it into training programs, exercises, operational capability, and then the, the loop goes around again as that one becomes part of your process, the formal process, actually it will continue to evolve and adapt as you're, as you're continuing along your, your, your cycle. So I guess from a, 
you know, if you think about um, the the Japanese approach, of, I think it's kaizen, kaizen, kaizen. Um, kaizen. with, with yeah. continuous improvement. That, that's what we're trying to do, isn't it? Is is find a process that allows us to identify the issue, learn from it, share that, and then so it becomes the new embedded way of working or, or best practice. Um, it sounds as a and a, a colleague um, described this to me the other day. He said that having an incident is not good but not learning from it is positively bad and it, I, I thought that was a really telling phrase of you know, how do we create that culture that I think you're you're going to talk about in a second but of, of it becoming everybody's business is to how can I I as an individual be better but also how can we make the company better from identifying these issues sharing it and, and embedding okay so if we were to try and identify a procedure for doing this, um, where where would we start? What, what what's the the sort of foundation level lessons, if you like? Well, the foundation is actually within the culture of the organisation, Matthew. That every member of the organisation needs to have the the feeling of empowerment that they can experience something share the positive and the bad within the organisation and to feel that the senior leadership and the senior management within that organisation empowers them to do that. And from a cultural perspective for that organisation, if it is driven, which it should be, by the senior management team, people realise that it's not a negative thing because I think there is often this perception of, oh God, I saw something that I didn't really like and I don't want to be seen as someone who's snitching on something, somebody else or um, I'm admitting a failure. No, it must be seen as part of personal development that actually you are contributing pos something positive for the organisation, improving the organisation. And the only way that that's going to be delivered, delivered is if the senior management team say, yes, we own this process. We have staff who are specifically tasked to manage this process of lessons and embed this culture of continuous improvement for the staff and for the organization and for the leadership themselves to say okay on a routine basis monthly three monthly or whatever to say right take us through what are the key lessons that we have learned over this period and you where the, if there has been a negative thing, a remedial action process needs to go through and an action body. So therefore, one person or a, a, a team need to take it forward to work on that continuous improvement. So it gets, gets part of that cycle as you're going through the learn process and then back round into the identified as you continue. So the um, thoughts that, that strike me on, on these things is so many times I I'm sure we've all been on exercises that, that you come away with you know, a post-training report or a post-exercise report that says, you know, here are the observations and here are some recommendations. And it's a nice table and you can color code it and you know, have status on progress towards closing it and who's the lead and all these sorts of things. But then six months later, the same point comes up on the exercise. Um, and it sounds as though that's the, the key is not just the okay we've identified we've observed a failing and we've made a, a, a suggestion for improvement but it's making sure that that then 
is in place and the, is the new standard, the new way of working so that we don't have the same issue every few months. And, and it, it's, oh, well, there are six people that do that role in our roster and therefore they've each got to do learn through their own experience rather than learning through someone else's, which is obviously inefficient and just pointless. Is, is, yeah, I mean, is that, exactly. Is that where we're at? Is that no, what we precisely. Mean? I mean, yeah, that is the issue of the same lesson being identified three or four times. But because the action plan has not been put into place to, to the remedial part, someone hasn't owned it and taking it forward in terms of the learning. That's yeah. the reason why it hasn't actually moved forward. And, you know, if it is something that is in terms of basic business practice, well, you know, that might be OK, but it could be losing you thousands of thousands of thousands of pounds uh, in, in your business plan. Worst yeah. of all, if it is of an incident which could have a health and safety implication, that means that people's lives are potentially in danger. And you know, that is much, much worse. So you've got a balance between ordinary business process and something which actually could involve health and safety requirements. And, you know, and that is absolutely critical to make sure you go through the, the formal identification process. It be, doesn't become a blame game. It is a, OK, this is what went on. We fully read out the whole situation. And that's why it's an observation of and a discussion of what was identified. And then you take it through and say, right, OK, this is what we need to learn from it. This is how we take it forward. And this is who's going to own it in taking it forward. Okay. Um, the other thought that strikes me just while you were talking there is the idea that presumably not only can you learn from your own experience, but you can learn from the experience of others within the sector um, and the importance of reading widely as to you know, what is going on. Um, and, and there are any number of um, quarterly incident summaries, for example, that, that, that are out there. Uh, with very good websites and explanations of what I would hope is fact rather than rumour and conjecture. But is that equally important that you, you look widely for these things? Absolutely. It's best practice. I mean, that's what should be looked at. Uh, and if I can give you an example, which is linked to, to where we are with the current coronavirus pandemic, and that is that the UK government has a national risk register. Uh, in, in it, which refreshes on a fairly regular basis. And its 2017 version made it quite clear that pandemic influenza was the top concern. And for that, they actually ran an exercise called Exercise Cygnus at the back end of 2016, uh, going through the, all the scenario of what was going to be required from it with a huge number of recommendations. But that report never saw the light of day until in late 2020, so whilst we were in the pandemic, and it became apparent that there was something out there, so the Department of Health and, so and Social Care was obliged to publish a redacted version. And that's a frustration of an example of an exercise which really got into the weeds of a scenario. And if it had been, so lessons were identified, but they weren't learnt, so four years later, we're into a pandemic and you go through the, some of those recommendations and thought, right, we should have upgraded our scale of personal protective equipment to make sure it wasn't out of date. We should have had plans for developing our, our, our ICU bed capability. 
we should have formalised our plans for how we were going to deal with education issues. All these were covered in Excise Cygnus and then came home to, to haunt the British government uh, as the coronavirus pandemic took place. So that is yeah, at, a, at the strategic level, geopolitical level, you know, the most extreme example that I can give you. And, and I guess that the issue, though, is um, that cost benefit analysis that in, in that case, you had the alignment of its top of the risk register. We've run an exercise and we've not done anything. To, to, whereas if it was bottom of the risk register and you, you go, well, OK, on the, the likelihood and impact sort of type debate of, of your risk analysis. You know, yes, the impact is going to be high. The likelihood is, is it's low. Therefore, well, do we need to do these things? Is there a, a discussion to be had? But when it's top of your risk register and you still do nothing, well, then that suggests there's a failing in the process somewhere. And I clearly, I'm sure that there will be PhD students in the future looking at, at response to COVID, both nationally and internationally. That's not what we're here for. But it, it's that, what is the point of a lessons process if there's the structure and the, the leadership is not there to, to drive it home? Um, and then you, when, when the event occurs, you go, oh, gosh, yeah, we knew that but we did nothing about it is you know, at, at COVID. Yes, it, it's potentially a fatal issue, but what if that's your business that, that you've done that, you know, and now you're in court and fatal accident inquiry because you knew that there was a risk, but you didn't communicate that in a way that closed out the issue. So you identified it, but you didn't learn from it. And I think that's probably the, the gist of what we're trying to get at is this isn't rocket science. This is something that we all intuitively know. Go hard after the information to work out why something wasn't working as well as it could do. It doesn't have to be failed, just didn't quite give you the results you expected. Well, OK, how can we make sure that next time that doesn't happen? Um, yeah, simple I, as that, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, and what you've very succinctly done there, Matthew, is to align the lessons process with the risk matrix. And, 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 and fundamentally, you have got in that top right hand corner of higher impact, high likelihood, you know, the issue of a, of a pandemic influenza. And so therefore, you know, the fact that a process had started with an exercise that had been run was brilliant. And your know, lessons were identified and goes back to what I said right from the, from the outset, how you, know, you could identify them, you could identify them multiple of times, but if you don't physically learn from them, you know, then you are all you're doing is recreating a cycle of, of lessons identified. Yeah. And, and you know, the, the challenge of leadership is always the challenge of making decisions and and living with those decisions. And I remember someone said to me that you deciding not to make a decision is still making a decision. I think it was Rupert, General Rupert Smith. But um, you know, that you sort of have to think about that for a second. But if politicians, senior civil servants, whatever, looked at the report and went, OK, I hear you, but we're not going to do it because there's a higher priority for the cash involved to deal with you know, current patients, to deal with current education challenges, whatever it might be that, that is the, the draw on the national budget. I guess that's defendable. It's come home to roost, as you say. It was mm. hindsight. 
it was the wrong decision, but at least it was a decision. And and I think that's the bit that will come out in, in future discussions. But uh, no, that, that obviously that's the geopolitical, you know, the massive um, uh, challenge that globally we're all faced with. But I think there's probably other examples from a, an oil and gas perspective, for example, um, you know, the, the Deepwater Horizon or Macondo, depending on which title you know it by, is is perhaps the most recent massive example of a, an oil incident. Going back further, though, for UK listeners, you know, the Piper Alpha yeah. world um, you, and and lessons are learned. You know, the Lord Cullen report from Piper Alpha that fundamentally changed health and safety. Yeah, I saw the Herald of Free Enterprise, the, the, the car ferry that capsized in the channel, the, the um, Bradford City fire, um, you know, these, these major inquiries that come up with recommendations. You know, so, so there are good examples of, of how these things work. Um, and I guess that's the frustration when there are also bad examples. And how do we as businesses take the time in our chaotic you know, teams, constant teams or Zoom meetings, rushing from one challenge to the next at the moment, but to still stand back and work on the business rather than in the business to, to say, actually, we can do better. And that yeah. is a leadership challenge. Absolutely. And, and I think there, there are two issues there that you, you've raised that I'd like to come back on. One is cost benefits, benefit analysis. And that is why it goes back to the heart of this process having to be owned by senior management because you know, it, it needs to be laid out on a plate to them. If we don't do this, okay, it might cost us less in terms of our business practice. However, if it goes wrong and we don't do this, it's going to cost us considerably more. Perfect. Uh, and, uh, and that's the bit that's always missing yeah. in a bow tie type analysis is yeah. the, the succinct, so what? Yeah. What does that actually mean? You've got a very sexy little diagram. Thanks very much. Yeah. Lovely slide. What do you actually want me to yeah. do with that yeah. information? So, and, that, and that goes back to that whole risk matrix piece, therefore, of the likelihood and the impact. And, and, you, and you're, you're bringing the, the two together. So from yeah, you're tying the lessons piece with the, the risk management um, perspectives that, that need to go with it. The other point I want to come back to from what you just talked about was you, you raised a series of inquiries. And another one that's ongoing at the moment is the Grenfell Fire tragedy. And the problem with inquiries is that they always come up with an absolutely shocking um, summary of what of the failings that went on. But they've taken so long to implement. Uh, and yeah, things have moved on. And in electoral terms, it means another electoral cycle has gone through or something like that. And therefore, fundamentally, uh, yeah, with Grenfell Tower, I mean, the key thing at the moment is that was caused by flammable cladding. So the first recommendation is every single building in the United Kingdom that has got flammable cladding on should have it replaced as a matter of priority, because there will be another Grenfell fire type disaster. If yeah, it, unless if we don't there. do something about it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So so it goes why is it? Yeah, you don't need an inquiry to tell you that you need. And I know belatedly the government is now coming up with cash for it. But what you've got to have to say, yeah, this has been identified. We need to learn from this. If we do not learn from it, we will have more fatalities caused because people will say you haven't learned from Grenfell. Yeah, you almost need the, the equivalent of sort of the hot debrief. Um, yeah. you know, what are the, the big ticket um, 
you know, there may not be the low hanging fruit, the, the quick wins, but they're the really obvious lessons that everyone can see. And I'm sure if we looked at Manchester, that inquiry yeah. that's ongoing, I think yeah. at the moment as well, it's still ongoing. You know, there will be you know, similar quick wins that I think, you know, to be honest, you know, the whole debate about medical teams going in, etc. Um, I think it was medical teams that was um, held back. You know, medical that security. Has been, yeah, yeah, that's been rectified already. You know, so yeah. telling me that that's a recommendation, actually, I don't need to wait for the report yeah. to do that. So, so no, you're, you're quite right. And timeliness is mm. because otherwise people have forgotten, yeah. moved on, something else is in their in tray, and uh, you, it, it's too late, and, yes. and we're missing the opportunity, or, or we're carrying the risk for the entire time that that is being debated, rather than just saying, "Hang on a second. Let's get after it. And we're now either less um, vulnerable staff environment or we're able to um, deliver a better result to our client, whatever that might be, because we're doing it in a better way yeah. um, or less likely to fail because we've got a backup and the system is is running like clockwork. No? Yeah. Great. Yeah. Um, is there anything else there that uh, you can share with the listener that, that, that before we draw this call to a close? Well, I mean, I think the key thing is, you know, I, I sort of I focus slightly on where we were with the pandemic, but a couple of other examples. And I think it is important to realise that this is right across business. It's whether it's political leadership, business management processes. You 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 talked about. Um, Deepwater Horizon is an example, but you can think of uh, uh, an, another one which is very current in infrastructure terms is that the economy of the, ni- the ninth biggest economy in the world, Texas, completely froze physically and metaphorically a month ago. Um, you know, they had snowstorms which came out of nowhere. One reason why it failed is because they have been doing a lot of thinking ahead for climate change, I've got a huge number of wind farms that they have now put in, in, in across Texas. Those wind farms generating electricity froze during that particular scenario. And that's part of the reason why the electricity failed in Texas in the way that it did. So there's, there's already work going on in terms of that. So as we move forward in terms of the lessons piece and we look at the, the global economy and climate change, it is absolutely fundamental. We are thinking ahead of, of all these examples. So we think we're doing the right things by going for renewable energy and everything else, but there is still that possibility of something going wrong. And therefore, you know, we should be, you know, it's linking that whole risk matrix piece with the lessons process and how you, do, you, you move forward from it. Uh, brilliant, Mark. Thank you very much indeed for your time today. Uh, for the listeners, hope you found that that useful. Um, if there is one takeaway, I think from today is please have a look at your lessons process and make sure that it is actually fit for purpose and delivering across the, your companies, your organisations, what you hope it is delivering. Uh, because if it's not, then you're carrying risk that you really don't need to be carrying because you already identified that you should be doing something about it. Um, As I say, Mark, thank you very much indeed for your time. Great for you you to join the team. And uh, for the listeners, we look forward to speaking to you again. Thank Thank you very much indeed, Matthew. Thoroughly enjoyed it.